0: for tuning in to the Small Biz Ahead podcast brought to you by the Hartford. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, Managing Editor of Small Biz Ahead, and I want to welcome you to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, where we take a deeper look at the challenges facing small business owners. We also try to make you laugh along the way. With me today, as always, is Small Biz Ahead expert and small business owner, Jean Marks. Okay, so welcome back. We have asked our small business community, and you can participate with the hashtag SBA podcast to submit questions. And today's, I think, are today's are tough. Like we might, we might actually stump Gene oh, today. Oh,
2: please go this on. This might, this
0: might get you. Okay. Question one. This is a toughie, and it's from someone from Connecticut, which someone I'm very excited about. This is from Hugh in Connecticut. Okay. Quote, I run a contracting business and have become very successful on my own. I've been running this business for about six years now. I do home renovations, such as finishing basements, redoing kitchens, and building decks.
2: Wait, hold on. i got to write Hugh's contact information down. I'm (laughs) looking for a contractor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I've also moved into government contract jobs, Mm. such as helping to build highways with a backhoe that I own. My problem is that I only have one employee. It's taken me several years to train him, and now he is starting to work for other contractors. I can't expand my business if I'm not able to hire other people. But in my line of work, it's difficult for me to find competent workers yes, that I is. can depend on Yes it is. and who are mature enough to stick with me for <clears throat> their entire career. It's also usually easier for me to just do the job myself. I'm sure that sounds very familiar to Mm -hmm. a lot of business owners. Instead of hiring hiring a novice worker, it's easier for me to do the job on my own. Because I'm able to work eight times faster, do I need to hire new employees to expand my business? And if so, how? So there's a lot to unpack in this question. I feel like this is a real conundrum and a a great question. And we haven't really touched on this before. So... From my perspective, I'm wondering why it's hard to find good employees. Are you saying that they're bad because, like, typical, like they're not showing up on time, they're calling out sick, um, they're just not doing a good job? Well, I, first
2: of all, I'll say something. This when I travel around the country and I talk to business owners and um, and people in the small business community and mid-sized market companies. That's like the number one problem in many states around. Yeah, it's finding people skilled workers. It's an yeah. issue. you know, it is a big issue. So. The issue that he's facing does not surprise me.
0: It's huge. Hmm. And the other thing I'm wondering, are they just bad workers or do they just not have the skills? So he has to take so much time out of his time to train them and then he trains them and then they leave. I feel like in in an industry like construction... You're not going to hire a full- time employee because you don't have steady business, I'm assuming.
2: Well, um, it's at, the answer is actually easier than you think. Okay. Um, and the answer is um, for it's Hugh, right from yes. Connecticut. So um, Hugh has got to um, look himself in the mirror and decide um, what kind of a business owner or manager. He is. Um, Hugh, are you a are are you a technical person? Are you the contractor person, or are you a salesperson? Because um, in the end, that's going to determine what you know how you're going to grow your business. My business, just to let you know, you know, I have ten people in my company, and um, back in the day, this was like 15 years ago. It was just me and my dad, and my dad was selling the work. And I was doing the work and ultimately my dad unfortunately passed away. So it was just me like doing the work and, um, you know, because I was doing the work and more work was coming in just through you know, referrals. It's just sort of natural, whatever. Um, I, I made the decision to hire somebody uh, to do the work for me. And it was a really tough decision to make because, um, when you're a contractor like Hugh is, you have a relationship with your customers and your clients. So people want him. Now, yep. I want Hugh at my job. I hired you, Hugh. I didn't hire this bozo that you're hiring or you know, that <laughs> came into whatever. I want you. So that's tough. That is tough. And I got that same response from my clients when I said, I've got Corey now who's going to be working, you know, he's going to be servicing. You He's going to be in there like, well, I don't." so that was tough. But what it did is this, Hugh, your asset, your inventory in your business is your people right so if the more people that you have working for you the more incentive that you have to keep them busy so gets back to the original thing i asked you to look at yourself if you're a salesperson then your job will not be contracting anymore it will not be going out to customers and doing estimates it will not be hammering nails into walls using a backhoe your job will be selling new jobs that's and now your job your job will be keeping those people busy all the time. And one thing I just want to say, Elizabeth, is that um, I didn't really start to make money at my business until I started hiring people. Really? There's only 40 hours in a week and I'm charging 150 bucks an hour. And I'm not saying I was busy for all those 40 hours because there's other stuff that gets in the way. So you could do the math. You make a living that way. That's fine. But now think about it this way. Now I've got 10 people in my company and we bill out at 150 bucks an hour. And each of those people are doing anywhere from 30 to 50 hours per week. You can do the math there. Yep. A lot more money than if yeah. it's just you doing it yourself. So if you wanna grow your business, yes, there's risks. So welcome to the world of owning your own business. But if you're a sales person, if you're a salesperson, you've got a great technical background, you know, Hugh knows what he's doing. He should be able to sell his service better than I could sell his services. Um, he can make a lot more money. You can, Hugh, um, if, you, if, if you devote yourself to just bringing in work and then having the self-confidence um, to hand that work off to other people to do it for you. I promise you there's gonna be heartache. Some customers are gonna be unhappy because of it. There's gonna be screw ups. That happens to me all the time. There's screw ups on jobs or whatever. The, idea, the, the whole goal is for you to minimize them so it'll be a cost to your business but hopefully the work that you're bringing in will supersede what those costs are
0: I, I feel like also just getting government contracts that takes a huge amount of time sure like that's a ton of work yeah. so it's really hard to get the government contract and then also execute it yourself of
2: course it's a it's a full time job applying for more contracts and then doing the paperwork and the reporting and and, all. and we talked to this in an earlier podcast about you know outsourcing payroll or whatever you know the smartest business owners I know they focus on growing their business in the end everybody talks about growing 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 their business they're selling okay they focus on sales i mean that's what they do they're sales and marketing people and then when jobs come in like a government job or a government bid you know they've got a guy when i say guy i mean a man or whatever they got somebody who's going to do that process for them they're not going to sit there and spend all night filling out the forms they got they're out there looking for more work you know and then if hugh has got a couple of people working for him that's on his payroll, trust me, Hugh has got all the incentive in the world now um, to be running around looking for work.
0: So you think he should find people, hire them, put them on the payroll, full-time employees?
2: It's, you know, it's funny. It's like the chicken or the egg thing is what it is, you know? What I have learned is that if Hugh has the capital and it will take capital to bring, you know, one or two people on board as employees that are working for him that have certain specialties, now he's added an arsenal to his business. He's got weapons at his disposal. He's got people that have his skills, right? Now, Hugh's job is to sell those people,
0: get them out there working. Sell their time, sell their time or a product. Right,
2: now that might not take, you know, it's not gonna happen overnight, which gets back to capital. So if you can invest in somebody that there's at least enough revenues coming in and um, he's got some money in the bank and so that you can get somebody, give it 60, 90, 120 days if Hugh is good as a salesperson. And by the way, the world is looking for technical salespeople. You know, when Hugh goes to contracting opportunities, the people he's selling to want to talk to him because he's the owner of the business. He knows what he's talking about. But believe me, particularly your new customers, they're not going to expect you to be doing the work. I mean, that's... You know, that's just you know they get it. They'll get it. Yeah. But, you know you've got a team of guys that will do the work. You'll be involved, and you're the boss, but you're handing the work off Buck to a team. That stops with to do. you. Yep.
0: So, do you have any advice? Actually, I think SBA, we have a ton of advice on this for really managing employees. So, if you are having a problem finding good employees, mm. first of all, bringing them on full time and giving them a steady paycheck is gonna big risk. really make a difference. It's a mm-hmm. huge risk yep. for you, but I think. You know, if I'm working part-time for someone, I'm not as invested. I mean, I'm still personally going to do a good job, but I know a lot of people are just not as invested. They're kind of looking for another job. But if you're giving someone full-time work, they're going to be more invested. They're going to do a better job for you. They're going to learn more quickly. And we have a ton of information on Small Biz Ahead about managing employees, about getting them to show up on time, if they keep calling out sick, if they don't seem that motivated. I mean, we have just a team of writers who researches this and has come up with some great tips for this. So I'm going to link to all of those in the show notes because I think they'd be really helpful for Hugh. And even people who already have employees, I mean, you can always brush up on this. Managing employees, I think, is the most important thing. You do as a small business. It
2: partner. is one bit of advice when you're bringing new people on, and this gets back to huge Like I don't know this. I mean, remember when you when you hire a new employee, it could kill you. I mean, if you're a small business and you make the wrong hire, and like, the person doesn't work out, and you're like back to square yep. one, and it, it it's really brutal. Um, so one thing I've learned from some clients is um you don't you know you don't you don't have to fully commit. Um, you could bring somebody on as a contractor for 90 days
0: temp to perm
2: temp to perm so you're not bringing them you're not providing them health insurance yet you not, but you have an agreement with them that says things are working out after 90 days we're going to bring you on as an employee yeah. you get the benefits you get the whatever uh, but if things aren't working out after 90 days we agree that we'll just part ways amicably, yeah. and that, that covers
0: sort of it. you and the, i think employees are fine with that mm-hmm. i mean i remember back in my right after i graduated from college a lot of the companies that my friends and i were applying at and working for were you know the first 90 days you didn't get health insurance you right. didn't get vacation time That's right. like it was kind of a trial period um it's only really large corporations usually are like a really successful small business like an agency or something right. that Automatically gives people health insurance, right. everything in right. the beginning. A lot of times, that's on you for the first. Because they can years. absorb
2: it, and you know, if the person doesn't work out, they can absorb they can absorb that yeah. loss. But for a firm like Hughes, so small, um, it's a much bigger risk. So, temp to perm type of thing is uh, yeah. it, it that, that it's a really good sort of middle ground to
0: reach. Definitely the way to go. Yep. All right, we're going to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with question two.
1: The Small Business Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owners Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owners Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owners Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business.
0: Okay, question two is from Lorna who owns a scrapbooking store. She doesn't tell us where she's from.
2: Scrapbooking
0: store. Scrapbooking store. Okay. Lorna says, I'm a sole proprietor who's ready to hire my first employee. I was going to Upwork to find a virtual assistant to take care of all the little tasks that I just don't have time to do. Okay. But I have a nephew who is out of work. We know where this is going. And needs something part-time. I don't know him well enough to say whether he'd be good for this or not, but I know I could pay him less than an outside freelancer. What do you think? So my initial thought is do not do it. But... might disagree
2: oh it's it's a really tough one um i rarely um i rarely see these things working out (laughs) well i I really do i my advice is um if you're going to hire a family member um, what's the end game is what you want to think about so you think to yourself if things don't work out is this the kind of family member that i can amicably part with is this family member's spouse or other family parent. or whatever, parents <laughs> or maybe it's a you know my niece or nephew or whatever um, is it w- will it will it impact them if that doesn't and will this family member be there really for a long you know for a long term period of time um, or is there a specific time when they're they're going to be a you got to think of the um, the exit game if you're like the worst scenario and honestly if you see that um geez this is thanksgiving is not going to be pleasant if um you know if if things don't work out with this with this kid or whatever um my advice is to um avoid doing it you know at all costs the only way that you can get around doing it is um if you do say right up front um, what your expectations are and what the exit is. So if it's the out-of-work nephew, for example, yeah. um, you can basically be saying like, well look, while you find and figure out what you wanna do, um, I'll, I'll, how about a 60-day, you can help me out for the next two yeah. months. So if an actual end date that's set, and we know it's coming up on that end date, and even if the kid's not working out at all, and he's horrible. At least you're like, okay, but we did agree he's leaving at the end of March, yeah. so that's that.
0: Yeah, you know what it, it actually could end up being beneficial if you set it up like this. I will hire you while you're looking for a job. Right. She's never had an employee before, so right. this is a good learning experience for it is. her. It is. So I think setting that end date and then she can say, Okay. During these two months, either this person has worked out fantastically and you want to keep them on and you say, hey, I want to hire you for even more time. It's incredible. If it didn't work out.
2: You got the exit. All worked out. You got the exit.
0: And also, you know, when you go to Upwork, again, Upwork.com, great place to hire freelancers um, and virtual assistants. Then you know what you you know what to put in that job description. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't want someone that is not a go getter. You know, I need someone who takes charge. I mean, those are very like non-specific things to put in a job ad. But at least when you're interviewing people, you can kind of test for those, for those. And we'll, we'll talk way more about interviewing soon mm. because I think a way the way a lot of people interview isn't very good. Mm. And like you said, it's so important for small businesses to get it right on the first try. So this might actually end up working out. If though it's not someone you're very close to, you're not close to your brother or sister, ever kid this is, and it's going to be really awkward, then, then just don't do it. Like it's just, it's just not a good idea. Yeah.
2: You want to avoid it. Particularly when there, there are a lot of good people that are out there probably to do that kind of work. And like you said, a firm or a service like Upwork will provide um, a lot of good choices for you. Um, but you know, again, there, there's nothing wrong with having a kid around or providing them with some help as long as you've got an exit determined.
0: Always have an exit strategy. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week, everyone. We'll be back next week.
1: Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.